Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat. everyone, and welcome back to Sports Page right here on UCM The Beat. I'm your host, Corinne Benedict, and today we are switching things up, and we will be visiting with UCM's athletic director instead of a coach and a player. We'll be talking about the state of college athletics, how it started, and where it's at. Jerry Hughes has 43 years of experience and knowledge when it comes to not only being an athletic director, but all the ins and outs of UCM athletics. On top of working at the university, he has also served as the regional director of the Show Me State Games and served on the Governor's Council on Physical Fitness and Health. He has led a very successful athletic department, and now it's time to hear from the legend himself. Welcome, Jerry. I'm excited to talk to you today. Good good morning, Corinne. Glad to talk to you. <laughs> so, Jerry has been very beneficial uh, to me throughout my time here at UCM. He actually gave me the opportunity to do the football sideline reporting, which has now led me to where I am. <laughs> Long car rides with Jerry. But anyways, I want to start off by asking, um, what was college athletics like when you first began here? Well, I mean, uh, you know, in, it wasn't nearly as uh, involved as it is today. I mean, <clears throat> we, we, uh, the men's teams were in the NCAA. Uh, the women's teams in the uh, until 19... 19- uh, 81 were in the AIAW, so there there wasn't uh, <clears throat> the focus on women's athletics as, as there is today. That women's athletics has really developed over the last 40 years. Has it been cool to see that shift of women athletics coming into play? Yeah, I, I think it's been very good. I, I think it's very been very good for the women's athlete a- women's athletes, uh, and you know it's it's. Uh, giving them opportunities for scholarships, which they didn't have before. So I, I think it's been a very positive change. Aside from that change, have you noticed any other changes? Well, there, there's a lot more focus on uh, winning, uh, a lot more focus on money, a lot more money involved. Uh, and with some of the changes uh, that are, you know, for the student-athlete with the NIL, uh, there, you know, athletes now can get money, uh, which back then they couldn't. They could only get their scholarship. So there, there have been a lot of changes, uh, some of which I don't think are for the good. How do you feel about the NIL? I, I think I think the NIL and the portal will destroy college athletics. Specifically, digit. Division two or just college athletics? College athletics in general. I think it'll be a diff- totally different. I think down the road it, it will be a totally different uh, type of college athletics. I'm not saying college athletics is going to go away. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a more, uh, imp- or you will see more emphasis on players getting paid and making money and, and, uh, it, it will be to the de- detriment of a lot of the Olympic sports. Your big sports, f- football, basketball, so on and so forth, they will survive. Uh, a lot of the Olympic-type sports uh, and, and possibly some women's sports, I think, will have a hard time existing. I'm not saying they're going to go away, 
but they won't have the financial resources to exist. Which is so sad because we had just talked about how far women's sports have come just for this to come and potentially ruin it all again. Um, do you feel like it's players would be playing for the wrong reason? Like it all just goes back to money instead of playing for like the passion of the sport? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you can see it now if you pick up the paper any day. You know, like uh, a lot of Division One teams into their season last weekend, and you know, there's hundreds of thousands of players jumping in the portal. You know, they they're you know they may not be gaining enough playing time. They w- may want better NIL money. I mean, some of them are players that were playing a lot. They, they you know they're just looking for the best deal f- for next year. So they, there is no uh, allegiance to an institution. You know, it's all about them. They're playing for themselves as opposed for the team and the institution that they're representing. That's so sad. How do you feel like social media has played a part in this kind of change? Well, social media has totally changed uh, lots of things in this world. We all know that. But especially in the athletic world, I mean, there's there's no hidden secrets anymore. I mean, things can happen uh, back in the 80s, and no one would know except maybe the coach or the athletic director. Now, I mean, the, the minute something happens uh, on or off the field, it's it hits social media, and it's, it's around the world instantly. Putting a lot of pressure on those athletes all the time. Correct. And, you know, they, you know, they have to – they have to be careful what they're doing uh, away from campus. I mean, they could be in a social setting and uh, do something potentially inappropriate and someone's taking a camera photo of them or a movie of them, and, and then that's blasted all over social media. So uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's a very different, difficult time. Yes. Um, for the most part, um, this change kind of seems to be more negative, but – what are some of the good things you've seen with this kind of change? Well, I, th- I think the you know I think a lot of the uh, facilities that institutions have today, uh, weight facilities, uh, training facilities, uh, uh, people that can work with the student athletes to help them develop is a lot better. I mean, back when I was coaching in the early '80s. You know, we did. We didn't have strength coaches. We might have an athletic trainer, but you didn't have strength coaches. The coaches did the strength training. You know, yeah. uh, we didn't have the big weight rooms where athletes Very can work true. out. You know, so the the ability for a student athlete today to get bigger, stronger, faster is uh, much different than it was back then. Yes, all those resources that are now available. Um, is there any other? Like, how do you feel we are going in more negative directions? Is that kind of what we touched on, or do you feel like there's any other? I, I mean, I think, you know, there's positives, but I, I just I just think that uh, there, there's a lot of negative things out there right now. I, I think, you know, that uh, one of the things that a lot of student-athletes are facing today coming out of COVID, and, and not only just student-athletes, but students in general, is mental health issues. You know, they you – know, were uh, quarantined or, you know, lacked the socialization for about a year. Uh, And so uh, a lot of those things have affected a lot of kids today. And there really aren't enough, in my opinion, uh, mental health professionals that can help them work through that. 
So th- that's an issue. And as I say, that's not just that's not only student athletes. That's that's young people in general and some adults. How do you think that the mental health crisis is really affecting the athletes? Well, I, I you know, I, I, I think that they uh, sometimes lack the ability to focus on their sport and they let other things in society or in their world drag them down, which uh, is the way they look at the world. And so, uh, and it's very difficult sometimes for coaches to push through that with them. How did COVID affect not only the mental health aspect, but like your position in general and just like college athletics? Well, I mean, my, you know, my position, I, you know, we, we did things differently for a year, you know, how we uh, handled crowds, how we handled the benches, how we handled lots of things, you know, and some of it was, was possibly necessary. I think more and more is coming out now that says a lot of things we did were not necessary. You know, and uh, unfortunately, you know, <clears throat> we that's behind us. We can't change it. But hopefully if we ever have a situation like that again, we will treat things differently. But it's it, it affected a lot of uh, young people's lives. Uh, you know, we, we've got people now that have been here seven years. That's crazy. Because of the extra COVID years and so on and so forth. So it's, it's – uh, we're working through that. We're working out of that, but uh, uh, hopefully, moving forward, <clears throat> uh, things will shift back to normal, and we'll be back to the normal eligibility cycles. Let's hope. So, switch things up. You originally graduated with a master's degree in secondary school administration. So, was working at college always in the picture for you? Uh, not necessarily. No, no. I'm coming out of school. Uh, I went to the military. When I got back, I uh, uh, coached uh, at my hometown high school. And, uh, you know, back then, you you know, I was a basketball coach. I was an assistant football coach. I was a golf coach. You coached everything. You coached every season. And then uh, uh, through those years at the high school level, I uh, worked into becoming the athletic director and then eventually – came here uh, as one of the assistant basketball coaches but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a plan of mine that I was going to be a college athletic director it just kind of evolved and things fell right and the timing worked right what's the biggest difference between high school and college athletic directing positions um there there's obviously at the university level there's a lot more focus on resources and so you have much larger budgets uh you have to raise a lot of money to be able to operate which you you know at the high school level you you have a budget uh you have a booster club that's helping you but the you know it's there's not the pressure on uh having large budgets and you aren't your travels more regional you know you aren't going uh, over you know several states to compete so uh, I I would say the the budgetary aspects one of the major differences very big so you're an alum from UCM was coming back here um, like what what was that feeling of getting the position to come back to the college you graduated from well it, it was it was fun you know it was it was exciting and it's been exciting over the years I mean it's I wouldn't have, you know, it's a great, great institution. 
uh, a great job. I wouldn't have stayed if it wasn't. You know, I've had opportunities to go other places. Uh, but uh, as I looked at those opportunities, uh, they and some of them were smaller division ones, uh, those jobs weren't as good as this job. Uh, because I like to win, and I want to be someplace where you can win, and some of those jobs you weren't going to win. Right. So uh, I chose to stay here. So how has UCM changed since you started your position as AD or even just since you were a student? Well, I mean, as I say, college athletics has totally changed since I was a student. I mean, you know, uh, you know uh, the amount of resources, the amount of funding is, is totally different. Uh, when I played in the 60s than it is today. Uh, and, and it's even changed since I first became the athletic director uh, from that time till now. Uh, just the levels of funding, you know, back probably in the early 80s, we were probably a maybe four to five million dollar budget. Now we're over 10. Wow. So, you know, just just the level of involvement. And then as we talked earlier, I mean, the emergence of uh, women in athletics and the, uh, their programs and the interest in their programs and the interest in uh, the young women competing and coaching and so on and so forth, <clears throat> that's all changed uh, since the early 80s. That's awesome that you got to see all this change happen. Um, now, what do you hope will be changing in the future or what do you want to change? Well, you know, I, I, I think I, I'm not sure, Corinne, that I, I could make anything. Uh, I, it's one of these things you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You know, I, I think it's it's a lot of things are too far gone. Uh, maybe we can throttle some of them and control them, but I, I just think the you know the whole NIL, the whole portal thing, is, is one of the worst things that's ever happened to college athletics, and. Uh, because of that, uh, I'm really concerned for the future of college athletics as we know it today. And it's completely out of your hands as well, so that's right. Yeah, no, I can't. With it. Yeah, I can't do anything about that. I mean, so. Okay, so you've had many accomplishments since becoming AD here. Um, what are you hoping to still accomplish? Well, we've got some projects going. You know, we're finishing up the, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, building projects are one of the. Uh, my favorite things to do to improve the facilities. And we've, over my tenure, we've improved a lot of facilities here. Uh, we're finishing up the wrestling room in the multipurpose building. That should be done uh, when uh, everybody comes back second semester. Uh, we're working on uh, some other projects with football and with golf. And, and those will be exciting projects moving forward. That's very exciting. Um, what are you most proud of in your program? I think the the level of success uh, that our teams have, and obviously, the, to me, the most important thing is providing an opportunity for for young people to get their degree, you know, and graduate and be successful. And we've had, you know, over my tenure here, we've had a number of of athletes that have graduated and become very very successful, and a lot of them are giving back to the program. So uh, that's a very positive to me. That's amazing. This one kind of goes hand in hand. So. What is the most rewarding part? Yeah, I mean, the most rewarding is, is uh, you know, obviously we all want to win. So winning national championships is fun, and we've won national championships. But also, you know, seeing a young person walk across the stage and get with their degree 
and then going on to become successful, uh, that's, that's very uh, rewarding to me. That's awesome. What is one of the hardest parts of your job? Well, uh, you know, any time you have to discipline someone, whether it's a student athlete or a coach, you know, uh, when you have to fire someone as, you know, a staff member or a coach, that, that's never positive. But, you know, sometimes you have to uh, if they aren't getting the job done. Uh, and the hard, you know, sometimes getting enough money to be, get things done is, is a difficult thing. What advice would you give someone wanting a position as a college athletic director, even, I guess, high school? Well, you, you know, you need to, I, I have a number of students come see me and ask me that question. Uh, you, you know, you need to get involved in a program, you know, whether it's a college program or a high school program, and then, you know, not be afraid to do any job and work your way up and then sell yourself to whoever's doing the hiring uh, that you can handle the job. But, it, you know, it takes – you aren't going to walk right out with a college degree and walk right into an athletic director's job. Right, right. You're going to have to have some experience to show that you've worked in the, in the areas. How do you think playing college golf has benefited you today in the position you have? Well, I, I mean, it, it – it has helped uh, in some fundraising opportunities, you know, playing with donors, uh, being around donors. Uh, it's a sport that you can play for life. And so being around uh, <clears throat> donors as you play golf can lead to some very positive uh, conversations and then hopefully a, a, a nice little gift at the end. Also, just being the athletic director and knowing that you have been that student athlete, I feel like is very beneficial. I've like, you understand what they're going through and, like, all the excitement they have and opportunities. Mm -hmm. But last question, um, what is your all-time favorite memory or thing about UCM? Probably, I mean, you know, as I said earlier, winning national championships is, is fun. But, but, you know, there's early in my career in 1984 when the men and women both won the national championship in the same year on the same court which it's will never crazy. happen again. It's never, it hasn't happened since, and it will never happen again because they've separated the championships. But within five hours, uh, one evening in March, our men's and women's basketball team both won national championships. That, was, that had to be the ultimate for me. Nothing that can be topped. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Jerry. I had a great time chatting with you. Thank you, Corinne. <laughs> that was Jerry Hughes, the University of Central Missouri's athletic director. When we come back, we will take a look around UCM Athletics. You're listening to Sports Page on UCM The Beat. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. Get in the way and disrupt the situation. Codify an authority. Or walk them home safely. We can change the language around rape. We can make campuses safer for our teammates, our friends, and our classmates. We cannot be bystanders. Taking action isn't always easy, but it's on, on us. To intervene. Because we can. Learn more and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. 
Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Mules basketball is currently 4-2 and 1 against Central Christian College, 112-35 last Saturday. And their next game is Thursday, December 1st in Warrensburg at the Multipurpose Building, starting at 7.30, facing Central Oklahoma. Then Saturday, December 3rd, they play the Newman Jets at home starting at 3 p.m. Jenny's basketball are 3-0, starting out the season strong. They face Central Oklahoma Thursday, December 1st at 5.30 p.m. at home in the Multipurpose Building. Make sure to get out and support your basketball team here at UCM. And the UCM track and field team is season is starting up. The first indoor meet is Saturday, December 3rd to Sunday, December 4th at the Happy Holidays Competition in, in Creston, Nebraska. Mules Wrestling had three place winners at the Yawns Hospitality Open Saturday, November 19th in Kearney, Nebraska. Connor Johnston won the 157-pound amateur bracket. The Knob Noster, Missouri native was named MIAA Wrestler of the Week for his effort. Tommy Frezza finished runner-up at 125 pounds, and J.D. Culp tied for sixth in the 157-pound elite division. That's all the time for now. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Page with me, Corinne Benedict. Sports Page airs every Thursday and Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on UCM The Beat. You can also catch past shows by going to ucmbeat.com. And good luck on finals week, everybody, and we'll catch you after Christmas break. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.